Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's a beautiful day, although it is very uh, dark and rainy here in Arizona. And um, getting a little bit of a late start this morning. We had a little bit of technology uh, difficulty, but we have resolved it nevertheless. Once again, my name is Teresa E. Keeves, and I'm your host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation. This is Thursday, the 19th of March, and I'm so happy to be talking with you this morning. I just want to mention that I have been with TalkZone now for a few months, and I am loving it, and I am broadcasting an hour earlier from Arizona because of the time zone change. You know, the spring up, fall back, which we here in the Valley of Arizona do not participate in. We are mountain standard time, and that's how we like it, not to change the time, and that's it. Although I will share with you, that uh, recently there was talk and movement for us here in Arizona to participate in the Spring Up and Fall Back program. Let's say with the other parts of the country, you know, some, you know, other states like Illinois and California, uh, but it was not favorable, so they immediately put that off of the table, and we're still maintaining our stance with Mountain Standard Time, and I like the fact of not moving up and back as well. Okay, today's topic is mediating workplace conflicts in our global society. It's a very interesting subject matter as our global workplace continues to grow, particularly with the infusion of technology, which enable us to be in multiple places, let's say, electronically on a daily basis. I think that, I think that is so cool. Of course, however, Managing it all can have its concerns, and that is what I am going to talk about today with you, my listeners. But before we get into that discussion, I have a couple of things that I would like to talk about. Okay, here in Arizona, we are having spring break. Some school districts break for one week, and others are breaking for two weeks. Wow. I'm sure a lot of parents, particularly those who are working, are not welcoming the two-week break in particular. I'm sure they're used to the one week, but the two weeks, whether you have small children or teenagers, what do you do in a case like that when you have two weeks of spring vacation? Well, those parents who are working sometimes cannot take two weeks off at the time of spring break to be with their children. For those who can, then that's great. But I sympathize for those who can Not as I remember going through that with my children when they were in school, because there were times I could not take care of, um, um, you know, being off for two weeks and and on a week. So you know, and then you know you're working, and for those of us who own their own businesses, which is good, then you can always have the children come there and do some daily tasks, and you know maybe earn um some money and things like that. And I think that's good because it teaches them learning. And it also teaches them responsibilities. I think that is so cool. Now, one thing I do want to mention 
is that the school districts here in Peoria, Arizona, and you may have heard about it, is talking about moving to a four-day school week. But the children will attend school for longer hours. Now, I'm not sure about how long, but some parents that I'm talking to are saying, like, for example, the kids will start school at 730 and then they have to go till like 4.30 and 5 o'clock. I'm like, wow, that's that's ridiculous. Now, an article in the AZ Central uh, was talking about it, and it states that after more than two hours of listening to parents, teachers, and students, governing board members said that they will consider other cost-cutting options in addition to the shorter school week. So they're not going to throw the shorter school week off. They're going to keep that on the table. The district officials had said the four-day work week would save an estimated $4 million a year. Come on now. I'm sure that you can find other ways to get $4 million. They said that the board meeting was packed with angry parents voicing their opinion about the shorter school week. They are concerned about losing teachers, what would happen you know, to to their kids and the four-day week for someone watching over their children as they are working, for example. Then the article goes on to say, several speakers bashed Governor Doug Ducey's budget and the state legislator, accusing them of refusing to invest in education. They say it's time for us to act as parents and act as community. We need to ask the governor and the legislators who are misspending our money and taking our children's money, we should invite them here and hold them accountable. One parent even opposed to the shorter week and said her son needs special needs in the district. There are no other options for school for him. He has to go to a district school, not particularly what she means about about the district school. But I want to tell you guys that I am not with them constantly depleting investment in education of our children. With extra monies, you know, when they're needed to be cut, it seems like education is the go-to place. One of the many concerns is if we do not have an educated populace, then we will not have a thriving society, educated and experienced to run the country in the manners that it needs to be. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that, which I will tell you is that I am noticing more parents are homeschooling their children, probably because they are tired of educational budget cuts and they're concerned about their children, educational well-being, let's say. Now, homeschooling is not for everyone. I get that. I understand that. Some people we I've been in conversation. I don't have the. I don't have the time. I don't, I don't want to, you know, no, I, I prefer for them to stay in school. But, but if the educational system that your school children are, are attending is depleting, then I say that the parents need to take action in some kind of way. Okay. So, but, you know, bravo to all of those out there who are homeschooling their children. I know a lot of parents who are doing that and they're doing very well. Okay. I say, you know, but it's a sad situation with what's going on here in Peoria with the budget cuts that are leading to the shorter school week. And I always feel for the children and the parents, but especially for the children. You know, I'm such an advocate for education and I'm still hoping that something else can be worked out so they will not have to um, 
you know, bother with, you know, depleting the, the, the education for, for our children. Okay. I know that you all out there have been experiencing a great week and you're looking forward to a relaxing, fun-filled weekend. I know I am. We're going to take the, uh, a family trip, just a short family trip, not far, to our neighbor, California, to Universal Studios. We have not been there, I don't know, three or four years, and I'm looking forward to seeing what new attractions they have for the children because it's about them, actually. And, you know, I'm not one for riding those roller coasters and getting sick and, uh, and all of that. Oh, my goodness. I, I just cannot do it. I am sure a lot of you out there can attest to what I'm saying. But nevertheless, we are going because the children will have a fab and fun-filled time. And so will we. And that's what it's all about. I hope the weather st- uh, stays without rain. It's very rainy here. And as I've been checking the weather for California, it seems to be um, on point. So... Um, you know, with the sunshine and no rain. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and praying that it stays that way. Okay. My description for this show today states the following. Our way of doing business is constantly changing in our global workplace society. The brick and mortar buildings that once were the standard for accommodating millions of organizations, employees, within the last century is now being infused and or taking on a new method for how business is done. Large organizations such as Sony, Apple, and Microsoft have offices within the United States and overseas as well. Within this new global method for doing business, a great deal of these organizations still maintain their brick-and-mortar stance among their competitors in addition to maintaining thousands of employees who work from home, they have satellite offices and virtual offices that are being led by experienced, educated, and dutiful project managers who are not only equipped to be ambidextrous in their daily task to diffuse any potential onset of a dispute or conflict with, with uh, within their employees, but my question is, is professional mediation gaining popularity for resolving workplace disputes or conflict? Well, that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today. Here is a great definition from workplace mediation um, that I came across in my workplace. And I'm sorry, in my research about what workplace mediation is. It states workplace mediation is an informal and confidential approach to resolve disagreements or conflict between people who work together. It works by encouraging staff and or management to speak to each other and reach a mutual accord that will sort out the problem. The process is by using a trained workplace mediator who operates as a facilitator. Now, it goes on to say that it provides for management and or staff the chance to talk with the, talk about the situation, express their views to one another, and come up with some sensible ideas about changing things for the better. Okay? Um, also, it says the friction that could be between two or more people, let's say, it makes it difficult for other employees to... Um, you know, to, you know, to get up to do their work, 
because it's, 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 it's very, you know, annoying. Now they came up with a, an equation of it, internal damage plus future risk and liability equals external cost, you know, for mediation because, well, they're going to have to go out and, you know, um, and, and exchange, um, you know, hire a mediator and, um, you know, to resolve the, these issues that, that are now taking place within their employment. We're going to continue this, this discussion. We're going to get right into workplace mediation, but we're going to take a short break and I will be right back. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keeves. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. Or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 0-283-7270. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for joining me back. Today we are talking about uh, workplace disputes, mediating workplace conflicts in our global society. Um, when we, before we went on break, I was giving you an equation um, that I read, that I uh, had discovered as I was reading an article. And uh, it says internal damage plus future risk and liability equals external cost for mediation because now the management team has to go out and hire someone to come in and professionally and expeditiously guide them into diffusing this, you know, conflict that has now risen within their, their, um, within their employees. So now here are my thoughts. Mediation is a powerful tool for those of us who know how to use this process to diffuse potential negative outcomes in the workplace. Now, when I was in the, um, uh, you know, working in the, the, you know, the organizations and things like that, um, every day as management, I did not have the mediator title or neither did I have the professional mediation training at that time. However, I can tell you guys that I most definitely had to employ my skills for stopping varying conflicts, disputes, and disagreements in the workplace on a daily basis. And I did my best to notice them from the onset. Because by noticing them from the onset, I'm sure that you guys can attest to this, is that, you know, it is it's it's just like a you know, if you have a little little infection and if you don't do something about it right then and there, it gets bigger and then it's more more time at the doctor's office, more medic medic you know, medication and things had it been noticed in the beginning, then you could have done something about it and it would have, you know, um gone away. Now look, I know that since the inception of organizations decades ago, centuries ago, I am certain that employers 
managers of these organizations had to deal with negotiating, disfusing, having conversations, or like we say in the legal field, having sidebars with certain employees on a daily basis, multiple times within a day, all in their quest to be certain that the work, the task that their employees and the managers have is done within the course of a day. Now, this article also lists the benefits that are contained within workplace mediation. Now, I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read some of them. Okay. Now, one that says to improve relationships between employees. That's a wonderful thing because it's, I mean, really, can we just all get along? We're, we're going to work because that's how we make our money and, 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 and keep ourselves and our families in the manners of how we want them to be financially. We're not taking these employees home with us, you know, so it is very important that we, you know, that we learn to get along with our coworkers. Okay. The next point they talk about is to reduce or eliminate the stress involved in using more formal processes. Like for example, be, now, be, now that mediation is becoming the more acquired method for resolving workplace conflicts and disputes, um, it, everything was done in the court. And I'm sure, you know, all of my peers out there know that it was, that it took longer and it was more costly. And so then knowing, like, for example, that the employee uh, was going to have to go to court, that court date may be a month or let's say even two months set out. And, and just the anticipation of that just causes, you know, a lot of anxiety and, and stress and which, you know, if they're coming to work there every day, then it can also have, you know, a bearance on how they perform in their task. The next one, which I, which I really, uh, I'm going to talk about this one too, to retain valuable employees, 63%. Okay. I have often witnessed seeing valuable employees leave because employees, employers was not doing anything about the conflicts that the employees were having with one another. It also says that it reduces the number of formal grievances raised by 57%. I mean, this is great. And also to develop organizational culture that focus on managing and developing people, 55%. To avoid cost-defending employment tribunal claims, 49%. To reduce sickness absence, 33%. Because a lot of people will call in and say, I'm sick. I don't feel well, so I'm not going to come in. So guess what? That employee's functions are not being done for that day or two or three or four, however long they decided to take off, which in actuality, they're probably saying, I'm sick and tired of the, of the, of the stress that I'm having to deal with because of the conflicts there on the job. The last one is to maintain confidentiality, 18%. Now, one last and important thing this article mentioned is, the basic argument to make for making use of workplace mediation was succinctly put by one respondent. And it says this, a lot is gained from people talking about their problems before an employee with a grievance goes to law, goes to the law. Many conflicts are escalated by external involvement. When employees go for external advice, additional claims are always added 
Too much formalization leads to escalation of problems, which leads to stress for all concerned and cost. Okay, let me just throw my two cents in, let's say. The aforementioned is true, okay? Too many times, listeners, individuals go outside of the workplace to seek resolution, like talking to their friends or, you know, talking to their friends, for example, which is, you know, if that is something they want to do, then that's good. They're talking about it. That's going to help, too, I think, just by talking about it to someone. However, the hope is that that they are willing to go and, and, and talk um, to their manager or, you know, their immediate person, like their uh, project manager or their supervisor or general manager, at least start there. And should that general manager or supervisor or project manager not have the capability to do what needs to be done or let's say have the skills that they need to have to get done what needs to be done, then the employee should be immediately referred to where they can seek assistance for the issues they are experiencing. Now, I have noticed in recent years the need for the influx um, um, of coursework relating to this work to workplace mediation. I know one reason is that's because it's definitely needed. All right. Because we're really having a, a big influx. Our society is changing. You know, we're globalizing more and more and more. And for reaching out to acquire the needed and necessary talent to uh, for employees in our organization, which is a huge task within itself, and then having to hire the project manager, which is also a huge task within itself, that will have the aptitude, the attitude, the skills, not only educationally and experience-wise, but to also have the wherewithal to deal with the conflicts and the disagreements if and when they should arise within their group. Can you just imagine, listeners, that you're a project manager, which I'm sure all of you are or have been, and you have a group and you're, you're on these calls and um, uh, because one one person may be located um in, in Canada, one other person may be located in Spain, another person may be located in England or China, and you get all these people together and each one of these people have um, varying tasks to do, but it all is to come together for one, you know, harmonious end. Now, can you imagine when some type of conflict happens and that project manager doesn't know how to deal with making sure that things stay on top so that they can go forward in doing the necessary tasks that they are to put on their um, uh, employees that is with, within their scope or responsibility. That that that's pretty big. If you don't know how to deal with this, one thing that I want to say before I go on on is that I all um, you know in my research and I'm reading all the time is that that's going to be a requirement and as a matter of fact um, the last time you and I talked on my last show um, we talked about it, an article uh, that uh, Woody Moyston um, had uh, published and he was saying that it's going to be a requirement um, for uh, you know employees itself to take these um, you know take um, this uh, conflict uh, and dispute courses, which is good, 
Okay. Because I think that once they take that, then it'll be, um, less and less, uh, uh, necessary, uh, reasons to, to, uh, uh, for the managers, let's say, to diffuse a conflict because the employees will hopefully have the, you know, some task. They don't have to be like on, you know, my, my, uh, peer levels or anything like we have, but they, but at least they will have some type of tools that they can use so that they can diffuse you know, any type of conflicts. Now, I want to say this. With all of the constant changes of how we are doing business, if it hasn't or started already, I bet soon that there's going to be requirements for project managers. That's what I just got through saying. For example, training, you know, in workplace conflict, because I'm telling you, it it is huge. It's bigger than what you really think it is. And that is so much of the reasons of task not being done and the, you know, the, the project manager or supervisor or manager, you know, they're being brought out on the table because, um, um, that they are not being, uh, you know, the, the task that they have been given by them is not being done. And that's because they got this conflict going on. But, you know, the project manager, supervisor, or, or, you know, does not have the wherewithal to diffuse the task. And I have also noticed that sometimes they don't even tell their managers. The project manager does not relate to their manager or the supervisor relates to their manager or the vice president or whatever about all of the craziness that's going on, you know, from the very onset. When they talk about it, it's like blown out of, out of, out of water, you know? So. But, you know, I just, you know, I just wanted to say that, that they are going to be, um, you know, doing that because we're, we're globalized and, you know, globalized is not going to stop, you know, particularly as it is related to how we do business, you know, like Apple, Sony, you know, they have companies here in America and abroad and it's going to stay that way because that gives them a great maintaining of strength among their competitors. And it's, you know, it broadens their base and it, it helps them their bottom line, which helps their top line, which is financially, you know, with notoriety. And they're not going to give that up. So therefore, then they, there need to be uh, ways of, of how we deal with the conflict. And if we have people who are educated and or, you know, and um, or they hire professional mediators such as myself and my peers out there, then, you know, we can we can um uh, help them dispute this you know disfuse any kind of conflict that is on the rise okay now i have a very interesting article from efr workplace services and we're going to discuss that it's really interesting it was written by a gentleman by the name of thomas farley and it's simply titled workplace mediation we're going to take a break stay tuned that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent. This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. 
For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. You're listening to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for joining me again. Before our break, I um, had mentioned that we are going to discuss a very interesting article. Um, the title of the article is EFR Workplace Services. It was written by a gentleman by the name of Thomas Farley, Workplace Mediation. He says that sometimes complaints, grievances, and disputes developed in the workplace. An employee may feel he or she has been treated unfairly or disagrees with company policies. An individual may feel harassed or bullied. Team efforts may break down and people may become less cooperative than normal. When conflicts occurs, a workplace mediator, a workplace mediator, is oftentimes called in to assist the parties with solving the problem and finding a way to continue to work together productively. Workplace mediation may seem like a process that is reserved for serious conflicts, but it is also helpful in putting a stop to conflicts before they become serious. Mediation may even be productive after a conflict has been resolved, helping to patch up strained workplace relationships. Now, I view this last sentence as the mediator being involved in what I am calling post-mediation. That's right, I said it, post-mediation. If you never heard it before, you're hearing it here on my radio show. One other point I want to bring up that this article mentioned is bullying. That's right, listeners. Bullying does not just pertain to grammar, high school, and college students. Bullying is very much alive within the workplace. Adults bullying each other. Okay? Come on. I'm sure you all know that there are cliques. Okay? That's probably a word you haven't heard for a while, but I'm I'm bringing it back. Cliques. That's right. Within the premises of these organizations. And these individuals... I'm just going to say it real, are looking to stir up negative conversations and untruths about their fellow co-workers and or their managers. Okay, what's up with that? What is up with that? Okay. When I was managing in the uh, corporate um, arena, I have witnessed a lot of things that employees did to one another that was so unacceptable. And when they got called on it, okay, they had the nerve to be upset or angry about the issues that they caused, okay, within the work environment. 
like, come on, really, spreading lies or rumors instead of doing their daily task to the best of their abilities. That is where, you know, the concern is. And that, that is what they should be concerned about. And, and they should want to get along, you know, with, with each other. They should want to get along so that they can do what it is that they need to do and go on about their life in however, whatever manner it is that, that they want to go on in their life. Now, this was mentioned in the list I read earlier in my show. You know, I have also witnessed great talent voluntarily leaving because, you know, of another co-worker's unsavory daily antics. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just much, you know, it is, it is just much to say that sometimes, you know, and, and the thing is, is that you, you hire individuals because they, they would be perfect for this place, you know, to work. But sometimes, I don't know, people, you know, they, you know, after you get them, you know, in employed, then they're not who they, who you thought that they would be. Okay. Now, managers, in my opinion, need to be very aware of what's going on. Okay have not been told by an employee just being observant will suffice suffice don't you think you know in in the article of EFR workplace services they've came they had some very good points all right one of the points is when to use mediation okay one of the points as I was saying is employee Conflicts, supervisor and employee conflicts. Now that's really bad. That is really bad when the employee and the supervisor are at odds with one another. And so, you know, it, 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 it the employee, as, as I stated earlier, is not going to do their work because they're, they may be not doing their work for several reasons. Maybe they don't want to do their work because they're, they feel that maybe somehow they're getting back at the at the um, their supervisor, but not doing their task, not knowing that this could mean that, you know, an exit of them being employed there. And um, the supervisor should also because he or she is the supervisor should also know that, OK, this is not going to get me anywhere by sitting here and having these constant disagreements and they need to immediately escalate it to their powers to be so that they it can something can be done with it okay then this article also says about issues related to religious reservations now with 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 that is you know we have a lot of uh, varying uh re, you know religions here in our country we always have but with the growth of our um uh globalized society you know we're we're really having a lot of religious issues uh with people wanting to observe certain things within their religion um and they want to maybe take off or or however they want to celebrate and and respect their religion and um i feel that employees i'm sorry employers need to be um open to that and and coming up with some type of um 
some type of policies and procedures and rules and regulations about it so that, you know, you hired this employee because this employee is able to do whatever it is that you need to do. So just like the employee is accommodating to you, I think you also need to be accommodating to the employee. Okay. Cultural issues and their impact on teamwork and customer service. Now, I think that's somewhat relating to what I just said, you know, with the cultural issues and and their impact on teamwork and customer service. Now, sometimes, um, you know, you may get an individual that's in customer service, let's say, and maybe they have not been fully trained on how to deal with the customer, you know, um, uh, here in, in their country. Let's say in this country, let's say that they're from um I don't know, let's say that they're from um, Brazil and let's say that they also, when they were in Brazil, they worked in the customer service uh, industry there. But in this country, customer service is nine times out of 10 probably handled different. And so they, they need to be thoroughly trained on that. Now, having said that, I know a lot of people who are in the customer service um, realm and they have told me that um, they they're not getting the training that they need in order for that in order for them to um you know do their job in the manner that that they need to 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 you know to do it and then this causes a lot of problems and and you know within the workplace um the other thing is discrimination complaints all right um that definitely should not be happening uh, in the workplace, you know, discrimination. You know, as I said before, can we all just get along? We're all human beings. We all have a purpose here. You're you're going to work every day. You're going to make a living. You know, we're all actually we're more alike than different. People need to more and more realize that because there's it's nothing like um, having a uh, an organization being involved in the discrimination lawsuit. And a lot of these uh, discrimination um, complaints and things I do hear at the attorney general office um, in, in mediation. And some of them are valid and some of them are not valid. But nevertheless, the time and the money and the energy has been taken out of uh, the workplace because of this. And this is why I'm saying that is going to be the need of and more of the powers to be to have a training and have a professional mediator readily available to jump right in there and diffuse the complaint. Okay. Stop conflicts before they become serious. We're getting ready to take a break. I have something that I want to say about that and we're going to discuss it when I return. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keyes. Give me a call at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 
Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you very much for joining me again. We're talking about um, workplace conflicts. And um, we're, 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 we're talking about some of the bullet points from EFR Workplace Services, and which is very um, interesting and very apropos to what is going on in um, the area of workplace, workplace conflicts in our organizations today. The last time uh, we were getting ready to talk about stop conflicts before they become serious. Now, observation, observation, observation needs to be ingrained in the manager and supervisor daily functions. The supervisor and manager need to notice that immediately. Okay. Because once that, once that conflict gets started, as I said, it's just like if, you know, you have a, a, a little scratch or something and it gets infected and you just put a little, um, um, low grade antibiotic on it and it doesn't really do anything and it just gets, you know, gets, gets bigger and bigger. Then the thing is, is that from the very onset, no matter if the conflict is menudo to grande, you need to definitely get in there when it is small and distinguish it. It's just like a fire. Okay. You don't want it to, um, uh, someone's in the forest and, uh, you want to make sure that you put your campfire out because the destruction that it can do if you don't make assurances of that. Okay. Same kind of analogy. You have to make sure that you have distinguished this totally down to his bare bones to make assurances that it don't get out of, that it doesn't get out of whack. Okay. Now, the other thing is, Resolve conflict without placing blame or imposing resolution. Okay. This is, as I said, under when to use mediation. Now, let's take the resolve conflict without placing blame. I, I, you know, always tell people that I understand that you come to me because you have an issue that you need to have resolution on. I totally get that. But um, I want people to understand that, you know, don't just go blaming everybody else because regardless of whatever situation that you find yourself in, whether you know it or not, on some level, very small or, once again, very, very grande, you can... You had something to do with it. You know, a lot of people want to always point the finger and, and things like that. And they, they don't, um, realize that they too had a, had something, a little something or, or maybe, you know, uh, uh, more than that to, uh, deal with the reason that now that the organization is, has, uh, called in the professional mediator to deal with what is now, uh, you know, the disagreement within the organization. And I know that from talking with individuals, uh, when I am mediating um, about, um, employer conflict situation is that I, I will tell you listeners out there that more often than not, the individuals that I'm mediating and the way that I say, uh, things to them, they do agree and they'll tell me that they do agree that they'll see 
and they that they understand that they had something to do with the reason that um, they are in this conflict and that now they are in mediation and um, that they see that and they and they want to do better. See, that's the beauty of professional mediating. That's the beauty of having a mediator who knows what he or she is doing. And that's the beauty of a mediator who really have a passion for wanting to help individuals to resolve their issues. Now, does it end up beautiful all the time? No, it doesn't. Okay. But for the most part, for the overwhelming part, for me, it does. And I'm sure it does for a lot of you out there. And um, like some, um, uh, the other part of this was or imposing resolution. Well, I'm not exactly sure what they what they mean by this the way they have it written, but I'm going to say what um, you know about imposing resolution is that you know I and my peers out there know that you just don't push a resolution on someone because the whole scheme. One of the big schemes of the whole big picture of mediating is to get people to talk and you're guiding. And of course, you're you're infusing what you need to infuse to continue the guidance. And um, the, th- the thing is, is that having them to talk and so that they'll talk themselves into understanding. Oh, OK. Wow. I I, I see. I, I, I see why I see what you're saying. This is why I tell my disputants that I give them a platform to be heard because I want them to be heard. I want everything to be put on the table so that they can hear it and see it and examine it and and digest it. And um, and and and, you know, they they start formulating resolution like I was talking earlier about um you know, uh, a lot of the people that I mediate with will say, oh, you know what? I, I, I see that now. I see what you're saying. You know, and this is uh, one reason, as I said, I believe in putting it all on the table. And I believe in caucusing because a lot of things are talked about in caucus that they uh, that the disputants, you know, of course, do want do not want to say in front of the other person. However, things that are talked about in this private session helps them so that when they, you know, we all do come together again in the mediation process, then, you know, it, 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 you know, it's all, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll start formulating some um, camaraderie for a resolution. And, and, and as far as the workplace, uh, you know, with this, uh, if the supervisor or manager does not have the um, education and, and um, uh, experience then they definitely should not be imposing a, res- a resolution because that could be like a band-aid. Okay, well, I tell you what, you work from 9 to 12 and then you work from 12 to, to 5. You know, that, and then you're thinking that, you're thinking only for yourself. You're not, you're not really thinking about the employees. It's just, okay, I want to get my work done and I don't care. But see, then that issue is going to come up again. And the whole thing about having workplace mediation is that there's always going to be something, guys. There's always going to be something to resolve every single day. 
if you, you know, if that's something you don't want to bother, be bothered with, then you're in the, you're, you know, you're in the wrong business, but there's going to be something that's going to be resolved every single day. So this is why, you know, us professional mediators, um, you know, are very busy, you know, resolving individuals, uh, issues, you know, in the workplace arena because every day employees have some type of issue. And uh, the thing is to get that resolved because tomorrow is going to be something else. So resolve it um, as quickly as possible so that you don't have to, um, you know, uh, deal with this, uh, you know, again, oh, God, it's the same thing. Well, you, you know, the, the mediator has resolved it, talked about it, um, gone forward with it, maybe from what the mediator has done, then the company may even want to change, tweak, or add some policies and procedures and rules and regulations that will counteract uh, whatever it is in the future. Now, they say as a result of successful workplace mediation, the parties often improve their own skills in conflict resolution. That's what I was saying earlier, is that, um, you know, one of the big premises of professional mediation is, you know, to teach uh, people how to resolve their conflict, learn to listen, communicate and analyze issues more effectively and efficiently, evaluate alternatives and make decisions more efficiently. So this way, instead of just, you know, making decisions, as they used to say back in the day, my father used to say shooting from the hip and you're not even thinking about it. And, um, and you're just, you're just saying whatever it is that, that you want to say without any, any type of thought or, or anything like that. So, but, um, you know, it's, it's very important that, um, um, individuals learn how to utilize the, um, the, uh, workplace conflict professional mediators that are, that are out there. And, um, um, I want to say, you know, as a matter of fact, oh my God, the time went by so fast that I'm running out of time. I just so enjoy talking to you. And, um, j- you know, just to do a recap, I think that we, um, you know, that we had, uh, a, a good talk, um, you know, about workplace, uh, mediation. I hope that I've given, given you, my listeners, um, some good, uh, food for thought, some good conversation as you are at work and or, um, uh, as you are at work and or at, as you are um, at the lunch table and you're talking about uh, some some type of conflict. And of course, if you if there is a need for um, someone um, uh, to help you to um, to resolve these issues, you can always give me a call for eight zero two eight three seven two seven zero. I thank you very much for listening to my show today. Um, I will be airing in two weeks from today. I'm airing every other Thursday. Um, for now, as I said, for now, keyword for now, I will be going back to my weekly, um, uh, show, but I've just gotten very busy. So I don't want to stop talking to you guys and I'm not going to stop talking to you guys. So I'm doing it every other week right now and then I'm going to be going back to my week, but I want you to have a great day. I want you to be kind to yourself and kind to one another's. Until next time, Teresa E. Keeves, and make it a pleasant day.